Stress Management Planning and Evaluation Now that I've given you an overview of how to make stress management a successful working part of your life, I want to walk you through this step-by-step process so you can easily and proactively begin incorporating stress management activities and behaviors. This approach begins from your big-picture vision perspective. You'll begin with the end in mind. Determine how you'd like things to be, if they could be ideal, in terms of freedom from stress. Write down what you feel would be the best possible outcomes. This is your vision. Let's hypothetically say that you have decided you want to feel peaceful and calm on a consistent basis. This is a vision that feels right for you. From there, determine your outcome goals. What behaviors could you do on a consistent basis that would result in your vision? What habits do you want to have in place in three months? One outcome goal, based on your vision, might be that in three months you want to be meditating several times a week, with the understanding that regular meditation will help you feel peaceful and calm. You feel that it would be beneficial to have this behavior become a habit. Next, your behavioral goals are the activities you're going to do this week that will pull you to your outcome goals. Remember, these should be SMART goals based on your outcome goals. Continuing with our meditation example, if you want to be meditating regularly, your outcome goal, so that you feel more peaceful and calm, your vision, then you decide exactly when you're going to meditate this week. Since it is a SMART goal, you get even more precise. You plan to meditate in your family room for 15 minutes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday morning of this upcoming week, beginning at 6.30 a.m., following the mantra meditation method you learned in the Stress Reduction Workbook. Ideally, you would attach this behavior to your weekly planning calendar to remind you that at 6.30 a.m. on each of these days, you know exactly what you'll be doing. And when Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday morning at 6.30 a.m. comes around, you are meditating. The next step in this planning process is to evaluate your previous week. Evaluation is simply the act of determining if you're still going in the right direction and to see if what you're doing is working to get you there. Each time you evaluate, you assess yourself with the following considerations. Is your vision still the right one for you? Are you still going on the right path or do you want a different one? This should take no more than a minute or two, but it's a very important determination to make each time you evaluate. You then look at your outcome goals and see if those need to be changed or if you still like them. Are they still the habits you'd like to incorporate into your life? If they are, then keep them. If not, then change them. How did you do with your behavioral goals of last week? Did you do what you planned? Were any of your goals too big or too small? How much adjusting do you feel you should make this upcoming week? Based on your evaluation, you then take a few minutes to plan your upcoming week's behaviors and activities, again in terms of SMART goals. You should do what feels best for you when it comes to your planning and evaluation time. I suggest that you spend some time each week, maybe on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening, to do your planning and evaluation. It doesn't need to take more than about 10 to 15 minutes to evaluate and plan. I need to reinforce to you the idea that even though this doesn't take very long to do this planning process, it is an extremely powerful approach to stress management. As I said before, the successful manager of stress does certain things in certain ways. Planning in the way I have outlined will make you successful. Toward Optimum Stress Management I'm assuming that you've thoroughly read the other workbooks. You're starting to think differently. You have found value in some of the activities that you've tried. 
you recognize how important these principles and behaviors can be for you. Here's a checklist of the things you've learned in these workbooks that can dramatically reduce the stress in your life. Take a moment and look over this list. For each one, ask yourself if this is something you're already doing or you feel that you might be able to incorporate into your life. Am I aware of the damaging effects of chronic stress? Do I recognize that all stress always begins with my uh uh-oh thought rather than whatever might be happening outside of me? Do I notice any symptoms of stress and realize they are symptoms of a deeper problem and if I fix the deeper problem, the symptom will go away? Do I remember that in every situation I can think about, interpret, what is happening any way that I choose? Do I consciously stay in the moment? Do I keep my attention on here and now, rather than past, future, and elsewhere? Do I stay mindful by stopping, looking, accepting, and savoring? Do I consciously put my own thoughts in the gap between stimulus and response? Do I remember that my emotions always follow my dominant thoughts? Do I upgrade my thoughts whenever I notice that my emotions are less than favorable? Am I aware of my life's purpose or purposes? Do I have it written down and placed where I can look at it frequently? Is my self-talk positive, constructive, and edifying? Have I created constructive and edifying affirmations? Are they in places where I can view them daily? Do I frequently play mental movies in my mind's eye of me being successful, confident, happy, and peaceful? Do I plan my days according to my highest priorities? Do I follow through with my plan with integrity? Do I strive for win-win in all of my interactions with other people? Do I recognize that cooperation is even better than competition? When I'm listening to others, especially when there is emotion, do I listen empathically? Do I refrain from resisting things and people, and instead do I allow and accept most things and people to be as they are? Do I remember that when I am angry, it's not because of outside circumstances, but that something went contrary to my rules of how I think it should have been? Do I keep doing things that move me out of my comfort zones? Do I remember that worrying about anything does not make the thing I'm worrying about get better or go away? Do I keep in mind that I can only directly control things that relate to me personally? Do I practice meditation almost every day? Do I practice yoga a few times each week? Do I exercise aerobically several times each week? Do I go to sleep early and get sufficient sleep at night? Do I use guided relaxation exercises when I'm stressed or whenever it is difficult to fall asleep? Do I listen to relaxing classical and new age music? Do I get a professional massage from time to time? Do I practice forgiveness by releasing my emotional attachment to events over which I have no control? Do I enjoy consensual, safe sex from time to time? Do I take time to laugh and do things that bring humor into my life? Do I enjoy warm baths and hot tubs? Do I spend time in nature, enjoying the quietness and peaceful rhythms of natural environments? Do I participate in my favorite hobbies, thoroughly immersing myself in those things I most enjoy doing? Do I keep the agreements I make with myself and those I make with others? Do I spend time helping others in need? Do I take timeouts when things get hectic? Do I release surface tension emotions by journaling, crying, screaming, singing, and talking it out? 
The more questions you answered with a yes, the more you're going to enjoy stress relief, relaxation, and the quiet, happy inner peace that is your natural state. Optimizing your approach. That was a really long list of things to be doing that I just mentioned. It probably seems a bit overwhelming. You're probably wondering, do I really have to do all those things to manage my stress? Perhaps you're a very busy person with many things going on that demand both your time and energy. You want to get as actively engaged in managing your stress as possible, but you recognize that you probably need to be economical about applying it. You don't have enough time to do it all. You want to get the most bang for your buck. What do you do? This is actually a question I get asked a lot. There are so many things in these workbooks that you can try, but you don't have the time nor the energy to do them all or keep your mind focused on how you're thinking. What are the few best things you can do to stay unstressed? I've been studying, practicing, and teaching optimum stress management for over 30 years. In that time, I've come to find that if you do just a few things in certain ways on a regular basis, you'll keep your stress levels well under control, even in the craziest of times. What to do? If you're one of those busy folks, and I don't know too many people who aren't really busy, these are the things that I recommend that you consider doing. 1. As much as possible during each day, pay close attention to how you feel as you proceed through your day. If you notice yourself feeling anything less than peaceful, happy, calm, and confident, upgrade your thoughts. Put a better thought into the gap. You don't really need to monitor your thoughts all day long. Simply keep in tune with how you feel, your emotions. Remember that your feelings follow your dominant thoughts. When you notice stressful feelings, upgrade your dominant thoughts. 2. Every day, or almost every day, practice one of the guided relaxation exercises or mantra meditation. Your body-mind need to become familiar with the feeling of deep relaxation. If you have any symptoms of stress happening, you especially should do this daily. You will reacquaint yourself with your natural relaxed state each time you do, and your unpleasant symptoms of stress will go away. Doing this should take no more than 20 minutes of your day. 3. Three to five times per week, exercise. As I said in the Stress Reduction Workbook, exercise follows through on the message you've been giving your body to fight or run and uses up all the stress physiology that accompanies stressful thinking. It also happens to be one of the very best things you can do for overall good health and general well-being. 4. Three to five times per week, do yoga. Maximize your time by including some yoga at the end of your workouts. You don't have to go to a yoga class or spend too much time doing yoga, but it's good to do a little bit about every other day. 5. Read a little bit of the Stress Prevention Workbook or Mindfulness Workbook every single day. I can't emphasize how important it is to keep the principles and mental practices of stress prevention and mindfulness in the forefront of your thinking. Each time you read these two workbooks, the principles will become more a part of you. It will become second nature for you to think in stress-preventing ways. 6. Read a little bit of the Stress Reduction Workbook once each week, and try as many of the power tools as possible whenever the opportunities present themselves. Additionally, in order to get the most from these workbooks, I strongly urge you to actively participate as you read. 
Remember, those who are successful are the ones who are willing to do the things the unsuccessful ones are not willing to do consistently. Do the activities I invite you to do. Don't just read the information and bypass the activities. Reading is good. Doing the activities after you read is better. As insights and ideas come to you about the things you read, write them down. There is space in the workbooks to do just that. When you think of things that you can do to reduce or prevent your stress, make cues or prompts to remind yourself of what to do as you go through your day. Create things that you will see frequently, notes in your bathroom, on your refrigerator, in your car, perhaps a token or a rock in your pocket. Anything that will keep your mind thinking about the important concepts and tools you read and try. Keep it simple. The most important thing is that you keep your approach simple. You could make it hard if you wanted to, but it doesn't have to be. When you consistently do a few things in certain ways, good things start to happen, and continue to happen. Try starting with a couple easy, smart goals this week, or maybe start with just one thing. Work the one behavior into your days and see how it goes. Once you feel confident and comfortable, add another behavior. Don't go too fast. Keep going at a pace that is doable for you. When I teach people about beginning an exercise program, I invite them to consider the 10% rule. The 10% rule goes like this in relation to physical exercise. If you have an exercise for a while and you want to get back in shape, first consider what your maximum level of exercise would be for intensity, distance, and length. Then cut each of those measures in half. That's where you start. For example, let's say that you're fairly certain you could maximally jog for 2 miles at an intensity level of about 5 miles per hour for 45 minutes. The first time you go running, cut each of those approximately in half and that's your workout the first day. The 10% rule says that each time you work out, or each week that you consistently run, add only a modest 10% increase in your distance, intensity, and time exercising. Don't add any more than 10%. Each subsequent time you work out, or each week, increase again by no more than 10%. Little by little you will find yourself adapting to the gentle increases, and before long you'll be enjoying vigorous, lengthy, and thorough workouts. I suggest that you gently work into stress management the same way. Don't try to do too much at the beginning. Create no more than one or two SMART goals for this week based on what feels like the best activities for you in the beginning. Once you feel that a behavior or way of thinking has become a regularly occurring pattern for you, add another. If you try to do too much too soon, you'll feel overwhelmed, which is stressful all by itself. If you follow this model for success, it's highly likely that you'll reach your outcome goals and your vision. Keep in mind that it might be a journey of a thousand miles. I invite you to reflect on the principles I showed you in the Mindfulness Workbook. Enjoy the journey each step of the way. I'm absolutely certain that if you do these things, you'll change. You'll feel better. Your symptoms of stress will disappear. Your health will improve. You'll be happier. The people around you will feel more eager to be with you. You'll go from stress to balance to tranquility. Many people have told me that they wish they would have known these things when they were younger. It really is true. If you don't have your health, little else matters. I've worked with countless people who lament the fact that they have lived with stress-related problems for far too long. You don't have to live with stress any longer. 
you can take back control of your life and experience lifelong joy, happiness, and inner peace. You've learned what you need to know to be able to have that happen. Now is the time for you to start steering your ship. It's time to start enjoying the ride. Thank you. It's over and we are done. Or just beginning, depending on your perspective. Let me begin with my heartfelt congratulations to you, not only for completing these workbooks, but also for learning new principles, developing new skills, and using some very cool tools to assist you through the rest of your life. I can't sufficiently emphasize the value they will have for you as you practice and sharpen your stress management tools. As so many people have told me, successfully doing these things really does make everything else better. The only sad thing is that I don't get to meet you personally. I wish there were some way around this. Please feel free to drop me a line or an email or chat with me online to tell me about your ongoing successes with the tools in these workbooks and anything else that you would like me to know. Enlightenment. I consider you enlightened now. Feels good, doesn't it? But don't let it go to your head. Pun intended. One writer on the subject said the following words. Before enlightenment, cut wood, carry water. After enlightenment, cut wood, carry water. Another person said, after enlightenment, the laundry. That's wisdom. Nothing changes and yet everything has changed. It's been wonderful working with you. My best to you in all you do.